0: Hi everyone! Welcome to our new series that we will be starting. Bezrat Hashem, Masechet P'sachim. Hopefully, we can maybe finish the Masechet by the time Pesach comes around. Um, so let's begin. Bezrat Hashem, B'siach with the love of God. We start with Or. So the Masechet starts with the word Or. or la abasar, very interesting uh, start of Masechet. That Masechet would start with the word light. So interestingly, sneak peek, spoiler alert, there's gonna be a discussion, an uh, argument about the word Ol. What does it mean, day or night? Ol literally means light, but is this Ol talking about day or night? So let's start, let's begin. We're in the Mishnah. On the 14th, or at the light of the 14th. So we're not sure what O is. The O of the 14th, we check for Chametz with the light of a candle. We check with a candle like we do today. Any place where we don't have to check, any place where we don't have Chametz going inside, we don't have to check. As in, we don't have to check for Chametz. For those of you do, who don't know what chametz is, chametz is leavened bread. So let's say matzah is unleavened bread. So matzah is made very quick so that the bread has no time to rise. And so there are many different kinds of matzah. There's fagadi matzah, ashkenazi matzah, y- uh, temani matzah, different types of matzah, but it's anything that hasn't risen. So there's no rising. You put the water to flour, you roll it out, you put some holes, you put it in the oven, and everything is not risen. If I'm not mistaken, it's 18 minutes. Leavened bread, chametz, is bread. It's, let's say, pretzels. What else? Um, sourdough. Anything that's that has risen. It has enough time to rise. Um, what else is chametz? Donuts. What else is chametz? Crackers. Right. Anything that where the water and flour has sit together and it's been longer than 18 minutes and it's been in the oven for a long time or it's been in a bowl for a long time, it rises and become chametz, but... In Masech HaFasechim it discusses what is chametz and what different ramifications are. But here in the Mishnah it says any place where you don't bring chametz into your house, or you don't bring chametz into your room. Let's say there's a room in your house, according to this Mishnah, only this first opinion, this is not the maskana this is not Halakha. This is just the Mishnah and Gemara. So when we learn Gemara, we want to make sure we're staying away from Halakha. Are we learning Mishnah? Are we learning Halakha? We're learning Gemara. We're learning Mishnah and Gemara. So that's not Halakha right now. So we're learning about the Gemara and the the uh, back and forth of the Gemara. So any place where you didn't bring chametz into the room, you don't have to check. That's the first statement of the Mishnah. So there's a case where it talks about a wine cellar where you have to check two rows in the wine cellar for chametz. So when is there a case where you have to check the two rows of a wine cellar? A place where you have to check for chametz. Bet Shamay says Bet says Two rows on the entire side. Only the two outer ones, which are the two upper ones. So we're going to see Rashi for the Mishnah. This is how we say it. Rashi says, it will explain. We're going to explain why there has to be a candle on the Amud Bet. Now we're in Rashi. Uh, a person has to check for chametz. Why? Because it says in the Torah, a person shouldn't see with his eyes, shouldn't see chametz or find chametz in any of his property. So why do we check to make sure that we don't see or find chametz in, in any of your property? And that's a it's an avirat to, to see or find chametz according to Rashi. He shouldn't have a, a case or he shouldn't do have the averah where he passes through and. He's able to see or find Chemet. And so, and so when is there a case of about the two rows in the wine cellar, which is a case in the Mishnah, further on in the Masachet. shurot, two rows. So Rashi is going to explain this case. what is two rows? In a wine cellar, I mean, I, I don't have a wine cellar, but what I'm imagining is a wine cellar is like an underground room where there's a certain temperature, if I'm correct and they have rows of of barrels of wine throughout the entire room, you have to check between the barrels. After we said, in the Mishnah, the Mishnah just said, any place you didn't bring chametz into it, you don't have to check. So why do we have to check a wine cellar? You have chametz in a wine cellar? Wine is not chametz. We drink wine on Pesach, right? We have to check chametz for Pesach, but... Wine is not Chametz, so why are we checking this wine cellar? So it explains in the Mishnah, we only said it in a case, in a case where we bring Chametz into the wine cellar. What's a case where you bring Chametz into the wine cellar? Okay, go on, for example, you have a wine cellar where you don't have enough wine on the table. So you go into the wine cellar. So what's the case? Let's say it's Purim. Purim's coming up soon, relatively soon. So let's say you run out of wine. Back in the day, they used to have wine cellars. So you want to go into the wine cellar, but you have a piece of bread with you. You just had a seudah, you have bread in your pockets, maybe or you're carrying bread around. So this is the shamash, the person serving everyone. He's carrying around the piece of bread. He sees that they were out of wine on the table. He goes into the wine cellar and the bread is with him. So there's chametz in the wine cellar. That's why you have to check. That's the case Rashi says. So Beit Shammai, that's his opinion, that two rows in the entire wine cellar. And we're going to explain on what that means. And also about Bet Hilel. That's the Mishnah with Rashi. I want to look at Tosfot for now. So let's see Tosfot. The light of the 14th, we check for Chametz. Perushah quotes Rashi and he says that a person shouldn't do the Avera of seeing or finding Chametz in his home. And this is tough for the Ri. What does he say? Why? What's the question? But we already know, we already have this idea of nullification on the day of Pesach. First, we do checking, which is the night of the 14th, which is the night of Erev Pesach. Right? The night of Erev Pesach, we have the sedil night. The night before that is the night of Erev Pesach. That's when we check for Chametz. The day after, we do Bitul, and then we do Bi'ul. And then, so some people say we also do Bitul when we find the Chametz. But we have Bitul. So now, we're going to raise the question right now. It says in the gemara, In this masechet, it says in the Person who checks has to do bitul. And according to the Torah, when you do bitul, that's it. You're good. You're covered. So now, Tosfot's question is, Why would you need to check? You just did nullification. notification. You have to check now for chametz. If you're okay with nullification, why do you need an extra step of bdika? Ah, so what's the answer? So it looks like the question for the is the afal gab desagivu bitul be'alma. Even though it's okay for him to do bitul nullification of the chametz, he chmiru The chachamim were stringent. Livdo chametz ulvaro to check chametz, and he adds the word ulvaro and to burn it. Why? She loyavo And so you won't come to eat it on Pesach. On Pesach, you see, let's say you have Cheerios on the counter and you didn't see it when you were cleaning for Pesach and now it's Pesach. You see the Cheerios, which is chametz, or you see a bagel or a donut or something that's leavened, any chametz, and you forget it's Pesach. You come, grab it, and you eat it. You just ate chametz on on Pesach. Asur, you can't. You can't do that. So why do you have to do bitul? Why do you have to do nullification? Uh, Why do you have to check and burn to make sure that you don't eat chametz on Pesach. That's the stringency that comes from the Chachamim. The Chen kaman That's why it also says in Daf Yud Bet the Bayrava Kika Beshmi Korah. In the section where Rava talks about on Yud Amud Bet or Dilma or maybe so we have a different answer. Is Zimnin DeNafal VaAti LeMichli? Maybe it, it fell and you came to eat it. I have a Hagaah here. Just check what it is. Okay, no. Okay, so the Tosval goes on to ask different questions, like why is the Isul of, of um, like what's the Isul of chametz? Because it's not all year round, it's not like other Isul, isulin on Hanaa, where you may be like a Nazil who can't drink wine or cut his hair. It's different levels of, of pleasure that comes from that. So chametz is very unique. So I just want to stop there. So now we see that <laughs> Makhloket ben Rashi Tosfot. Rashi says, we have to make sure we check for chametz, So you don't be over <laughs> but according to Tosfot, the Torah says, you don't you don't have to do Bdika. You can do bitul. that's enough. So why do we have to do Bdika and biul? It's to make sure that it gets um, destroyed. So we don't see it. Not only that, we don't eat it on Pesach. So to make sure the, the chamim, the sages were stringent, that we don't come to eat it on Pesach. So that's the reason why we have to do bdika and bitul and bi'u. So now I want to take you to the Mea Shiloach on this Mishnah. Very interesting Mea Shiloach, who was a, uh, a rabbi in Eastern Europe. So let's, let's, let's read this. So he starts, So we just talked about the wine cellar. The two rows in the wine cellar, Ben and So he's gonna take a twist, a Chasidish twist. The, what does Chasid say about this? The the idea of checking for Khamet, it, cleaning for chametz is not just physical; it's also spiritual. It's also something within. It's something. What are you checking for in yourself to clean yourself to make sure you don't have any psolot, anything, any of those klipot, the shells and the the um, husks over the the kernels. That you don't have it. You want to make sure you get rid of it. Get rid of those klipot. Anything that you have to do with yourself or your selfish desires, you have to try to get rid of it. That's why it says, in the Mishnah, how does it start? Or how does it, what does it say? A place where you know there was chametz. a place where you know they brought in chametz. you have to check. What does this mean if you're talking about spiritual terms? A place where you didn't bring in the chametz, you don't have to check. What does it mean? If the person knows, who's the only person who knows you? Well, the only two people: you and Hashem. You and the Creator. There's two people in the entire universe who know about your inner thoughts. So, if you know about yourself that you're clean, you're clean. Let's say you don't have any, you don't have any weird lustful desires, or you don't have a super desire for food or sleep. So you know you're clean. You don't have to check yourself. A person knows his own soul. But then the Mishnah asks, But what about, the people, what about the case of the wine cellar? Why do you have to check there? So, what is the answer? So, the spiritual answer of what is a wine cellar? A wine cellar is talking about a Tamil Chacham. Why does a Tamil Chacham, why does a scholar, a Torah scholar, why does he need to check himself? He's a Talmid Chacham, why should he check himself? There's no reason to check himself, he's he's important, he learns Torah, he does everything. If you can look on the other video, introduction to Talmud Esar Svirot, part 3, you understand that it's not just about learning Torah, it's your echut. It's the quality of the learning Torah. Even though he's doing for the right reasons, what was his mindset? Where is his level of emunah? Where is his desire? Check his machshava while he's doing these maasim. The ma'asim is very important. Do a mitzvah. Learn Torah. But what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about, wow, I'm so impressive. I can learn this and I can memorize it. Or are you thinking about, I want this to be to strengthen my emunah and Hashem. I want this to be raklishma. So he has to check himself to make sure he's clean. So what areas of the spiritual life do you have to check? So now we have the mishnah, the makhloket, bet shamaen, bet Hilal. So, there's a this the uh there's an argument between Bet Shammai and Bet What are these two rows? So, according to spiritual terms, what are these two rows? What are these two rows of of wine barrels? Shtei shulot. These two rows. Gomzin l'shnil luchot. The two luchot. The two luchot. The 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 aseket adibrot. The Ten Commandments were given on the two luchot. The two Lists, I mean, the literal translation, luach, maybe like a calendar, a list. There were two rows, five and five, which is ten, the ten commandments, or the ten utterances. So, according to Bet Shammai, you have to check the entire wine cellar of two rows. What does that mean? You have to check the entire. The entire ten utterances. Are you clean in every section? All of them. All ten. Bet Hillel says, no, it's just the two upper ones. The two outer ones, which are the upper ones. So now there's an argument on Bet Hillel's view between two opinions. So one argued it's the top one and the one that's within it. And one argued the top one and the one right below it. So if we look at the Luchot the Brit, we look at Anochi Hashem is the first, we know that. But is it the one right below or is it the one across? Anochi Hashem is the first. What's right below it? Anochi Hashem and Lo Yelecha. So Anochi Hashem, which is I am Hashem your God. Lo Yelecha, there should not be other gods that you have. And the, the cross, when you go across from Anochi Hashem, Across the two tablets, you have Anuchi Hashem and lotir So now there's an argument. Are you supposed to do Anuchi Hashem? I am your Hashem your God and do not murder, or I am Hashem your God and do not have other gods. That's the argument. The one who says it's Anuchy Hashem, I am Hashem your God, and the one who says I'm sorry, the one who says, I am Hashem your God and do not murder. What is he talking about? What is Anokhi Hashem? How are you supposed to check yourself or really understand where you're sinning or how to check your machshava in this mitzvah of I am Hashem, your God? That your divrei Torah, your, your learning of Torah, this lecture, uh, last night's lecture of the parashat shavua, make sure it's always in your heart. Are you always thinking about the Torah that you just learned? When you go from work and you go back home or you go from your house and you go to work or you go from... The, the restaurant on a bus to work and then back from work to home and wherever you are. Let's say any, anywhere, it doesn't matter where you are, Miami, uh, Israel, California, New York, Brazil. The, the Torah should always be in your heart. That's Anu Hashem, that's I am Hashem your God. Are you keeping the Torah with you, in your mind, in your heart at all times? So what about the other part of the opinion? Do not murder. This is something special. You shouldn't think about doing evil to your friend. When you look at your friend, are you thinking, hmm, "I wonder how I can prank him. I wonder how I can make him lose. I wonder how I can take his money. I wonder how I can make sure everyone laughs at him." What are you thinking about when you when you talk to your friend? I mean, it's supposed to be your friend. So is he really? Are you acting like a friend? What is? What are you thinking about? It's not. It's not out loud, in your heart. That's because we know that it says a person should not embarrass. If whoever embarrasses his friend, it's as if he killed him. What are you doing with your friend? How are you interacting with other people? So it's not just you and God. It's not just you and the Torah. It's you and other people around you. And if he knows that these two, he's clean. He has nothing to worry about in these two areas. He's cleaning the entire Torah if he knows that these two are good. There are three points the US person is supposed to hold. It says in Zohar Shemot, what is it? He has to love Hashem. He has to love the nation of Israel. And he has to love himself. It's not just you and God. It's not As in, it's not just you and it's not just God. It's the people around you. It's the, your brothers and sisters, the nations of of Israel. This opinion, the you, and God, and you and the people around you. That's Shmuel. That's the opinion of Shmuel Rav says Anochi and the one below it, which is you should not have other gods. We know already Anochi Hashem is, 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 is keeping the Torah in your heart. How are you supposed to keep uh, lo yelecha? What is lo yelecha? You shouldn't have other gods. What I'm worshiping idols? I'm bowing down to stones. What, what's lo yelecha? says, He shouldn't go after his lustful desires, the pleasures of his body, sleeping too much, sleeping in, sleeping till 1030, eating too much, taking an extra piece of cake, taking a piece of cake at all. He shouldn't chase these desires. He shouldn't give his, his body too much pleasure. It's about the soul. We're focused on the soul in this spiritual work. And again, I just don't want, to, I don't want to lose this point. It's good to think about these things, but don't forget the ma'aseh is very important. We're in the olam asiyah. We're in the world of create, of, of action. We want to make sure that everything we, we have to do. We can't just think. We have to do. We have to do action. But when we do action, what do we think? So according to, Rav, uh, according to Rav, that's the way to go. Make sure you have Anokhi Hashem and Lo Yelecha, which is, it seems like it's just a relationship between you and Hashem. What about the other people? So that's why the end of the Torah, says, The goes after Shmuel. How are you behaving between you and people? It's not just you and God in this world. It's you and the people around you. Your friends, your family, your siblings, your brothers, your sisters, your kids, your husband, your wife, your in-laws, everyone. Every person in the nation of Israel. Everyone. Everyone. How are you relating to them? How are you acting with them? It's not just you and God in this world. It's you and other people. So I just wanted to start with this from a Masechah Sahim. Hopefully we'll get to the ideas and the definitions and the argument between Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda about what is Orla Abasa. What does it mean? The light of Albasa. Is it nighttime or is it daytime? When do you check? So that'll be next time. Thank you so much for joining.